Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. We're on another side-by-side -side interview and I get the privilege of interviewing um, a good friend of mine. Her name is Maureen Cronoa and she is the executive director over at the Home of Hope at Gwinnett Children's Shelter and this is going to be an amazing call. Maureen, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me and in such a fun way. Looking forward to catching up. Yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. Yeah. So listen, I've known you for a few years now. You've been over at um, what was once Gwinnett Children's Shelter, now home of Hope at Gwinnett Children's Shelter. Yeah. You've made some amazing changes and, and just brought the organization to the next level. Yeah. And Can I tell you a little about that? Sure. For those people out there watching Absolutely. who don't know kind of what fill we us do. In on what that is and what it is that you guys, what the new yeah. mission is. So three years ago, I was brought on board to repurpose that uh, yep. wonderful campus, and that included, for me, severing ties with the state of Georgia um, and going completely private. We used to be a, a holding facility, if you will, for um, kids coming out of DFACS and DJJ till their caseworkers could find placement for them. Right. But really, as a government-funded facility, a state-funded facility, they were no longer paying enough in per diems to support the program. Right. So the board was faced with going in another direction. and. Um, uh, so they agreed with the idea that we would sever ties with the state, invite homeless children and their young moms into our wonderful program. And so we develop customized life plans for these homeless young people. We take our guests from sleeping in their cars, from extended stay hotel life, yeah. Yeah. and we keep the family unit together and we yeah. teach them to right. fish. I mean, good Lord, God's, that's his, you know, what better way to help our children in need than keep the family unit together right, exactly. and help mom get on her feet yeah. while keeping them together, you know. And so our program teaches uh, sustainability. When they come in, we give them all the wraparound services. First, the yeah. most basic of needs, you know, food, clothing, right. lights, heat, water, yeah. shelter, and the most loving, nurturing, faith-based environment. That's awesome. And then uh, we get mom on a tough love path to independence the goal being when they transition out we help them transition into a home that we know they can maintain sustain and afford good so it helps not everybody just, not just as band-aid but not it's band -aid. setting you up so in in, in creating and, and continuing a program like this here's what we all know and even some of the leaders that are that are watching is that the number of decisions you have to make on a daily basis have to just be out of this world yeah. And some are harder than others. And so what I wanted to talk with you specifically about is at the end of the day, regardless of the choices and the decisions that you have to make, yeah. what's the one thing that you want your team, whether it's staff or the moms that you're helping lead, what's the one thing that you want them to know or to understand? I want them to know and understand that regardless of where they've been, yeah. where they come from, that you can do anything and be anything and don't let anybody tell you you can't. That's so good. We give the hope that maybe they never even thought possible. They see things on television. Let, let, let me give you for instance. I had a young lady um, living in an extended stay hotel. If you can imagine that she was 20, 21. Mm -hmm. uh, an extended stay hotel with her mom and her stepdad in this bed and she and her teenage sister in this bed um, she ends up having her first child can you imagine coming out of a hospital to an extended stay hotel 
uh, to that room with your child and right. getting help at one of the local co-ops who was saying, please go see the people at Home of Hope at Gwinnett Children's Shelter. And right. she said, no, I'm not going. I don't want my son in a shelter. And, you know, yeah. when she came in and um, she realized for the first time, she tells the story herself as she drives on campus that she felt this peace come over her, that God led her there, and that everything we did, even the challenges she faced those first <laughs> few months, yeah. um, gave her the hope and the realization that that life she was living isn't what God's plan is for her. That she had the opportunity and the gift, the opportunity with a team of people who come to work every day to see her succeed. Her success is our success. And the hope that we gave her, the first few months is challenges because sometimes young people coming out of a generational poverty mindset um, think, why are these people doing all this stuff for me every day? Why are they, what do they want, you know? But usually month three or four, they have the epiphany, this team loves me. They're giving me the support I've never had before and I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. And so Michelle shares her story. She shared the year after she graduated with me, came out and shared her story about four different times and how powerful it was in that, you know, God brought her to the program, we helped her through it and yep. she's doing it on her own and her son will never know the extended stay hotel life or sleeping in the car as she had known in her younger years because of the opportunity to be in our program. Yep. And I tell her, and because of the choice you made to work hard. Right. And not squander the gift God gave you. Because yes. right now we have 10 spots at a time. Mm-hmm. And we have to interview and say no to people. You know, we get 8 to 10 calls a day for people looking for service. And, you know, we can't take everybody. Can't so take if you've been given the gift of coming into our program, don't squander it. Don't squander. This is the hope you've been looking for and the chance. Yeah. That's all God led. So it's cool. It's cool stuff. At the end of the day, no, no matter what the choices are, um, we're giving opportunities. We're giving opportunities to people that they wouldn't have. Change their lives. If you're sick and tired of living, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of the way you're living, yeah. and you're ready to work hard, we're going to help you get there. Yeah. Um, you know, you. you what we can't, what we don't do is allow people to come in and just live. We're here to help you help yourself. Gotcha. And we can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. Right. But with the opportunity that God's given us on that beautiful campus mm-hmm. and the supporters um, from our business partners to our civic organizations to our church family partners, right. giving us the opportunity to help these young people and these wonderful children to have a normal life while mom gets back on her feet. The school bus comes to our gate. They do homework. They have snacks. We do playtime. They garden. They learn about, you know, um, it's just an opportunity that's God-led and God-driven. That's really good. Yeah. So. I forgot where I was going with that, actually, but that happens (laughs) at my age. It's okay. It's all good stuff. Well, just based on what you're saying, you know, I, yeah. I can see where it's helping, where it's helping families coming in and it's reestablishing their lives. The other side of this is you've got a staff that gets up every day to help and support another family for what it's worth. Sometimes strangers, they're walking in the door and they're and they're helping strangers. How do you keep them engaged um, when 
you're, you're asking them to pour out and give out so much? Well, that's really easy. Because of the team we have, um, everybody who works at Home of Hope Equinet Children's Shelter believes wholeheartedly in our mission. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we get to step into the daily lives of our young ladies and our kids, yeah. I mean, it's easy. When you get a child coming home and running down the hall showing you what he made that day at school, or he shows you his grade on his paper that he did. Yeah. I mean, we are part of their lives. So they are, the teams, you know, they're self-starters anyway. They're excited to be there and help. And we also talk as a group because um, we remind each other that we're implementing lasting change. You are. We, as you, are. you said earlier, we're not a Band-Aid agency. Right. You know, you, you, there, there's needs out there where someone needs their light bill paid or groceries on the table, but you're assisting, but you're not changing lives there. This program um, is changing lives. Yeah. We're ending the cycle of homelessness for two generations at one time. That's a powerful statement. It is. Young lady who chooses to work our program gets accepted and works hard in it. And her children coming up after her will not know the extended stay hotel or sleeping in their car yep. um, life because of the choices she made. I had this, I gotta tell you the story, you guys. Uh, oh gosh. We had a young lady who graduated out uh, maybe right before the holidays this past year. And okay. I can share her story because she comes and speaks with gotcha. me now. Gotcha. And uh, she was in, she has a five-year-old daughter and um, through a breakup of her relationship, she was kind of left with nothing, took what money she had to get an apartment she could afford yeah. and ended up in a not so great neighborhood. Um, and at Easter, um, the year before last, uh, they had a busy Easter Sunday at church and stuff. And when they came in at night, the baby was four at that time and she fell asleep at the end of mom's bed while mom was folding laundry. Well, the neighborhood uh, gunfight erupted and bullets came through her apartment wall. And I have the news footage, which I shared the last time she spoke with me, telling her story, showing the bullets and the news clipping where they interviewed her, where she packed up all her stuff and left. And now she's really homeless, no money, couldn't get right. her security deposit back. Right. And she met a gentleman who said, oh, I'll give you a job in you know, this part of Georgia, come over here to Georgia, and he put her in a hotel. And then this person, we'll call him Mr. Joe, did not have the best of intentions when she got here. And she found herself, now he wouldn't pay the hotel unless she did certain, you know, it was just the story that we all hear yeah. horrible things about. And here she is with this beautiful little girl and not trying to figure out how she was gonna make it. So she got out of that situation and was here in Gwinnett County and sleeping in her car. She had, I, um, she had a leftover LA fitness membership that hadn't expired. So she would sleep wherever she could in the car and just make it an adventure for the little one. She'd go into the gym in early morning and pretended she worked out and got the baby cleaned up in the bathroom there mm -hmm. and used that. And she would go to the um, food court at the mall to get samples. And with what money she had, she'd buy packets of grits, the instant grits. Yeah. And McDonald's would give her cups of hot water. And after a while, they knew who she was, and they would just give them to her. Right. And she'd make the mix and eat grits. And she said, Maureen, there was a time where I had a dollar, and I bought some cheese slices. And um, the baby was so excited, she was like, Mommy, look, there's cheese on my grits. And she said, it cost me 25 cents to make my daughter happy, and we're sleeping in the car. Right. And she said, I went to Gwinnett County to ask for help, you know, through like uh, food stamps and things like that. And they needed an address. And when she hemmed and hawed, the lady knew. And she, right. And she didn't want defects to take her child. 
So as she shares her own story, she said she started calling around and she didn't want to lose her daughter to foster care. Her daughter's her world. Right. And this young woman is beautiful, smart, articulate. And when she called the shelter, she got in for an interview right away. And when she met with our director of operations, she said to Ms. Renita, do you promise you'll give her back? She didn't realize that our program, she was going to drop her off while she got on her feet. Would we take good care of her? Do we promise we'd give her back? And Renita said pretty early on, what are you talking about? This program is for both of you. You both stay here and you both. And she, oh my gosh, this just makes me cry. And she lost it. She was like, I knew God took me there. I knew I was going to be safe and I was going to be able to do it. Let me tell you something. She was a rock star in our program. You know, she just, she, she felt the gift. Yeah. You know, that, not, not that we want people to be like, oh, you know, thank you, thank you, thank right, you. Right. It's just appreciate because we, you know, we have no government money to run this program. It's right. by the grace of God and our supporters. Yeah. And it costs a lot of money to keep the doors open. So when I see a young person hungry to fix her life and she found us and we got her, it's like magic, yep. you know? So, um, wow. yeah. So her story, she graduated out and working full-time, and she'll be speaking with me at a gala on August 19th in front of 700 people sharing her journey of what how she story. came to us. And, mm-hmm. What a story. And it's stories like that that you get to see day in and day out. Not all of them always make it to that, yeah. you know? level of success but they all have their own version of of success how how do you keep going when when you're not hearing those kinds of stories like where do you pull the yeah. the, the the gusto when those are far and few between how do, how do you do it you know exactly what i do when i'm feeling heavy mm-hmm. and it's a lot it's a lot to raise just under a million dollars a year to keep my doors open right. every year privately right. raising yeah. it it's a lot of pressure but something will happen, a sign will come across, and I will be like, oh, I hear you, Lord. And it's, I get this thing when I'm, the noise, the white noise running through your head at night before yeah. you drift off to sleep, yeah. the random rambling thoughts, and it feels heavy to me. I just get this, just teach them to fish. Mm-hmm. Just teach them to fish. Well, um, one of our... Uh, uh, our logo is got a nest in it and it almost looks like a little heart inside the nest yeah. and the nest is a perfect metaphor for home of hope because though masterfully built it's a temporary dwelling where fledglings learn how to fly before they leave the nest so it's a perfect metaphor yeah. so here's where God comes in and I draw some strength from um, I came in my office I was having a rough week it was a Tuesday morning turned the corner by my parking space and in the grass not under a tree outside the front door is a nest sitting there in the grass sitting on the ground <laughs> i picked it up and it sits on my in my office right now just that little nest yeah. and wow. the other thing i do is well, if i'm sitting there at my desk i'm like ugh, and it just feels heavy yeah. i radio house staff to maureen please and whoever's in there and i say anybody home in house one back from school yet anybody there and i call it a kid fix and I stop what I'm doing and I go to the house and I sit on the couch and I read a book, lay on the floor in your stomach, play in a couple uh-huh. games and I get my my little bruised ego or yeah. wounded soul. I'm like, that's why I do what I do. Back at it. And that's yeah. So has the staff ever caught you 
You want a kid fix? Oh, yeah, all the time. Are you kidding? <laughs> They're like, where's Maureen? She's up at house one. Yeah, yeah but, you know, so that's great. okay. And I stay connected on purpose because that's part of what makes me a good executive director. I have an open-door policy. The kids mm -hmm. know me. You, If we walked into one of the houses now and they were there, they'd run and jump in my arms. So wait a minute now. So no. you're not just saying the, the staff has the open-door policy. The children. And the moms in our, our program. I'm the rule breaker sometimes. Yeah. They'll be like, they'll come in, mom's in a meeting with her, uh, our social worker, our director of operations, going over her weekly case management. Yeah. And the kids are watching cartoons in the lobby. I'm like, come on, let's go to the toy room and pick a prize. <laughs> come on, let's great. go see if we can find a snack in the kitchen. Wow. You know? so, so let's you go look at bugs in the garden. So you're Stuff not just down. connecting with the donors, you're not just connecting with the, you know, the, the organizations that support. You're not just connected with the staff, but they're not clients. These, no. are, this is the These are our guests. We call them guests. These are your guests. That's what we call them, guests. We refer to everybody in our program as a guest. As a guest. It's our privilege to have them yeah. on our campus. You know, we have them for a short while, but we touch their lives forever. And this I know. That's true. This I know. So if someone wants to um, connect with Home of Hope, whether it be you know, in just any capacity, what's the, what's the best way to do that? Sure. First, I would tell you, pick up the phone and give us a call. 770, what's my phone number? 770-546-8770. And right. reach us on the uh, web at um, homeofhopegcs.org. Um, sign up to volunteer. We have uh, volunteers come in to help our kids with Kids Club when mom goes to life skills training. Mm -hmm. We have volunteers take the kids out and play do crafts, arts and crafts. Yeah. Um, we have volunteers help us with um, weekend meals delivered to the on campus. Um, gosh, there's so many ways. Come on in and do a, help us with landscaping and different yeah. projects around. Yeah. So, and we're growing our volunteer programs now that the state's not involved and, you know, we've got God at the helm. We can do so much. We can we do need, a few more things. And we need everybody to do it. The church is a monthly sponsor yes. of Home of Hope. Um, it's one of the, the prides of our life to be able to, to walk around that campus mm -hmm. and just see how much it's grown, see everything that you're doing, see the homes. They don't look anything like they did. They don't look like shelter. Four that's years for sure. ago, they don't look like shelter. These are these are homes. So I would encourage anyone that's that's looking to connect. This is a place where you're going to see the fruit of yeah. what you're doing. Maureen, thank you, thank you for speaking with us. Thank this you. was fun. God bless. This was fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Uh, for everyone, I hope something that Maureen has said uh, helps you and helps you as you are leading his leaders. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.